MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Nightcap with Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is the Nightcap, hour number three on a Monday night, or happy Tuesday for those on the East Coast. That gentleman right there, Sean King, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Liberty Bowl champion in 1998, rang that bell. I'm sure you covered as well. Yeah, man. Beat BYU to Offic- wrap up a perfect season. Official blue check Twitter account holder. Yeah, that's you yeah. too. I'm working on this Instagram thing. Yeah, I'm good. Uh, But let's bring on our next guest. He joins us and has been joining us each and every Monday throughout the college football season. Got the bowl season starting on Friday. And uh, make sure to head over to vsin.com slash subscribe to get our new bowl betting preview. But, Brad, before we jump into the games, I know you and Scott last week uh, hit on some games. In totality, both side and total, how many bowl bets do you have right now? I mean, 47. So you know, I'm, invo- I'm involved. I'm involved. <laughs> um, it, it, as I don't, I guess I don't want to get too much ph- philosophical on you, but you know, when you see opt outs happening, will you try to, to go against that? You know, I know that, that like Kenny Pickett has not opted out yet, but it's thinking maybe he will. What, what's your gut on, you know, the Peach Bowl, Michigan State and Pitt? Uh, what would your number be if if Kenny Pickett doesn't play? What what would you 
recommend to people right now with that situation there? Yeah, so, I mean, the line right now is pretty much telling you he's not going to play. Because right. if, if Kenny Pickett played and, and everything was A-OK, like say they still had their OC for Pitt, uh, I would guess Pitt would be like a four, four-and-a-half point favorite. So the fact that the lines moved six points, I know crossing through zero, that doesn't mean as much as other numbers, but still, I mean, that, that's about what Kenny Pickett's worth. Uh, you know, about a touchdown on the line. So, uh, yeah, it's telling you right now that he's probably – uh, extremely doubtful to, to play in the Peach Bowl. Yeah, I took uh, I took Pitt on the money. Oh, sorry, Michigan State on the money line. Have there been any announcements out of uh, East Lansing? Uh, Walker's playing. Okay. Yeah, that's that's. Is, is Naylor going to be back for this game? And wide receiver, do you know, Brad? From Michigan and that State, that is not one hundred percent sure. But I mean, he was. You know, at the end of the year, it was you know fifty fifty whether or not he's going to play. I'm guessing he'll be healthy to go for this one. I like Michigan State in this game, even if Pickett plays. I don't if Pickett plays. I do, but that the backup has. I think is. Has, I mean, Brad, the backup for Pitt has he played at all? The... I you know the backups have some experience because a couple of them are transfers. Uh, Yellen was one guy that has some experience, although I don't. Not very good. I mean, if you remember the Notre Dame Pitt came last oh, year. Oh God, he was awful. Play. <laughs> and Notre Dame destroyed Pitt forty-five to three. So, I mean, it's a significant downgrade, even with uh, experienced backups. We're talking to Brad Powers at Brad Powers 7 on Twitter. Look, the big bulls are fun to bet, uh, but I like the little bulls, uh, and I'm sure Brad does too. Well, Brad apparently likes all the bulls because he's <laughs> 47. 47 bets already. But uh, on Saturday— He found college bowl player props, I think. Oh, man. On Saturday, uh, our colleague Stormy Bonatoni will be on the sidelines down in Albuquerque for UTEP and Fresno State. Uh, I bet UTEP early when I thought Jake Hayner was going to Washington. Then he said, I'm coming back. But we still don't know if he's playing. It's kind of bizarre. Uh, They've been keeping it under wraps. So what's been your thought process on UTEP, Fresno State? Right now, Fresno State is an 11.5-point favorite. But we still don't know if Jake Hayner's playing come Saturday. Yeah, so when I say I'm involved, I'm involved on both UTEP and Fresno State. So <laughs> when this line first opened on that Sunday, uh, I got UTEP plus 15 and a half. I was happy. That was one of my favorite bets I've made all bowl season because at that time, I mean, I already knew Fresno State would have an interim coach. And at that time, Jay Kaner w- w- was in the transfer portal. So I just thought that was a bad number. Then when he took himself out of the portal, I was able to lay 10 with Fresno State because if he does play, I think we're seeing this line probably go up to 13. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure it gets to 14. So, But if you're asking me right now, uh, I'd still probably more lean with the UTEP side. I mean, are you kidding me? I mean, a, a team with an interim coach, a quarterback's not going to play, then he is going to play. UTEP's very excited to be there. They're catching double digits. I, I still would lean with the minors. That's my preference as far as the two bets. Yeah, I, I still like – I mean, I'm, I'm not – I got 10.5. Obviously, I can get a better number. But I, I, I think they are motivated – more so than Fresno State uh, in this game. Uh, sticking with this weekend, uh, we'll, we'll kind of focus on that, and when Brad joins us next week, uh, we'll, we'll maybe focus more towards the the bigger games. Uh, this is a game that we talked about last week. I played Marshall plus five, uh, and and I'm curious your thoughts, and hopefully you're, you're not against me on this one. But Lafayette, obviously, you know, Billy Napier's going to Florida. He's already there. He's not coaching this game. Uh, and Lafayette did what they had to do. They won their conference. I'm just curious about their motivation heading into this bowl game. Now, Marshall got blown out 
in their final game with an opportunity to go to the CUSA title, and they gave up, what, 46 points to Western Kentucky in the second half. Anything you like in Western Kentucky and Louisiana? Yeah, I lean more towards the over. I mean, you don't have to worry about weather in the Superdome. I mean, Marshall's a high-tempo team. I, I think Louisiana will be relatively loose. I mean, keep in mind, they have an interim coach, but he's actually going to become the permanent coach. So I actually like that as mm-hmm. far as Louisiana is concerned because, I mean, it's kind of an audition in front of the new coach. So I think they'll be locked in relatively. Uh, you know, numbers-wise, you know, the line right now is right about where I, I thought it'd be. So lean over for me. And I believe it or not, this is one game where I'm not involved. Wow. I found the one. I found the needle in the haystack of the game that Brad (laughs) didn't personally bet. Uh, Brad, there's a couple of other games I do want to hit on, but I always like to give you time. So when you look at the two games on Friday, the six on Saturday, and even if, you know, into early next week before we talk to you next week, uh, is there any game right now, just in the next, you know, group of, eight, nine, ten bowl games that you, you really like the number currently? I like Oregon State minus seven. Call me square, but I'm going to take the power five team that I anticipate will be motivated to play in a bowl game. Why? They haven't played in a bowl game in nine years. They're playing in, in you know, a brand new stadium, SoFi Stadium there in, in L.A. So I think they'll be locked in and, and, be, and motivated. They played a tougher schedule than Utah State. Obviously, Utah State has exceeded everybody's expectations, but they're stepping up a little bit in class here. Give me the Beavers minus seven. Uh, The two games on Friday, uh, I I know there was a trend. I'm trying to remember off the top of my head. I think unders were hitting like crazy in the Bahamas Bowl because of wind and all of that. Uh, So we got Toledo, Middle Tennessee State. That opens bowl season. I think that's a noon Eastern kick on Friday. And then Coastal Northern Illinois, that's actually a pretty fun matchup uh, in Orlando uh, and I think Grayson McCall is expected to play. That's why you're looking at such a big number of ten and a half. So anything in the two Friday games that uh, that, that jump out at you? Well, I'm involved on both, but they were early numbers. I laid it with both favorites, so I bet Toledo minus seven, just pure numbers play for me. Thought it should be right around ten. Coastal, I laid eight. Again, I thought the number should be right around ten in that uh, instance, and, and I thought McCall would play for Coastal. But at the current numbers, I, I would actually I take the hook with Northern Illinois, a team that has, you know, exceeded expectations, was a really young team, uh, you know, last year. That's a big reason why they went 0-6, has improved as much as any team in the country. And if you look at it, at least early on in the bowl season, double-digit underdogs have been really good. At last nine years, they're hitting like 57% if you're back in, you know, a double-digit underdog in a December bowl game. So we'll have time next week to talk to you about this game, but uh, it is a an early uh, really tasty matchup. You got the CUSA champ in, in Texas, San Antonio. Uh, San Diego State got their doors blown off in the Mountain West Championship, but still a, a ranked team. So an early, you know, really top-notch bowl game on December 21st, San Diego State and uh, and UTSA uh, in this one, a Tuesday, so a week from tomorrow. Uh, UTSA right now laying two and a half with a total of 49 and a half. I think that that's a pretty high number for San Diego State games this year. <laughs> it is. And I'm not sure that there may be a little bit of overreaction to both teams' conference championship games because obviously San Diego State getting blown out, so that game went way over. And then UTSA played a dead over team as far as Western Kentucky. And that was, what, 90 points in that conference USA championship game. So, you know, this is, you found another needle in the haystack. Man. I haven't been involved yet. 
but you know, my numbers do lean towards the UTSA side. So, and I anticipate, in my opinion, the line will close three. So if you want to get in front of some closing line value, I'd lean UTSA minus two and a half. Uh, we had mentioned this before uh, with uh, with Army uh, losing this weekend to Navy. Good job, Mids. Go Mids. Um, <laughs> but uh, bowl, uh, bowl games for triple option teams historically is, uh, is, a, is a joyous place to be. I think Army last year got the late cover, uh, if my memory serves me correct, against I think it was Kansas State. I could be wrong. Uh, West Virginia. Um, West Virginia. Yeah. yeah. And uh, now they're playing Missouri. They're laying four, three and a half. If you shop around, there are coming off that you know that loss, which is you know a, a gut punch. I, I expect them to bounce back. Is this a bad matchup for Missouri? We're uh, going against that triple. Well, yeah. I mean, the bad matchup being Missouri's rush defense, one of the worst in the country, and I'm not sure. Uh, that and I, for me, when it comes to bowl games, because you mentioned it, I mean, to me, it's either you bet on the service academy or, or you just stay away. So, uh, I mean, you never have to worry about them being motivated. Uh, the other team, I mean, was Missouri excited to be playing uh, in the Armed Forces Bowl in December? <laughs> uh, I'm not sure. So, because of that, I would lean Army. Although it's not a like for me because you know I am a little bit worried because that was such a disappointing loss last Saturday. We'll we'll see if they can bounce back. All right, let me sneak in one last one before we go. We got 30 seconds. UAB BYU Independence Bowl. Kalani Sataki's not going anywhere. Uh, I think BYU's fired up for this game, even though it's the Independence Bowl. What does your numbers say about this one? Market says they're not. Uh, that's why the money's coming on UAB. But I disagree with the market. In fact, I mean, circa right there where you guys are at in South Point, six and a half. I think that's a good number. So I lay it with BYU. In fact, after I get off the phone with you, I am gonna bet BYU minus six and a half. There we go. Nice. See, I got number forty-eight for Brad right you did. there. There's his forty-eighth <laughs> bet. That's Brad Powers. Follow him on Twitter at Brad Powers Seven. It's the nightcap here on Visa. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. 
old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the sports betting network. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. And if you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of CityCasts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCasts in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. That's our guy, Will Hill. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. It is the nightcap here on VEASAN. Brad Powers, he doesn't lie, man. Uh, he doesn't lie. He just got off the phone, and he said, actually, when I I, I got to find the exact quote. We'll put it out on Twitter. Uh, he goes, actually, when I get off, I'm going to bet it right now. And bet number 48 has come in for Brad Powers. He's laying the six and a half, and that was a bet we actually talked about on the show yep. on Friday. We did. And I bet it. I might bet it again. I'm going to join Brad. Another bet for me. Because I, I do believe... You like Jaron Allen, huh? Isn't that his name? The quarterback? Yeah, BYU. Uh, I don't recall. Yep. I just like the fact that this is a team that I think is... Are they fired up to be going to Miss uh, Louisiana, Shreveport? Probably. Yeah. This is where they knew they were going. Unless they made a run to the New Year's Six... They were going to Shreveport. This is where they were contractually obligated to go. And their head coach has now signed 
a contract through 2027. He flirted with Oregon. He flirted with USC. And now he's stayed. He's locked up. He's staying at BYU. That's got to mean a lot to that team. And, you know, I... I and Jaron's last name is Hall, my brother. I think I said Allen. I want to look up... Uh, I like BYU in this game. I really do. I mean, they're the better football team. Yeah. But the better quarterback, the best player with their running back, can be the best player on the field. And this isn't like one of those UAB teams that has just athletes everywhere. Right. Like So I, I think BYU struggles with teams that have a lot of speed, and that won't be the case. I like BYU to win this game. So BYU, cover. since they've gone to being a— The 18th is Saturday? Yes. BYU, if you look at, I don't know how long they've been an independent, but last year they went to the Boca Raton Bowl and they played UCF and they obliterated UCF. Mm-hmm. year before that they lost, and I remember I had BYU, they lost the Hawaii Bowl to Hawaii. And then the year prior to that they won the Potato Bowl by a ton of points. So I think this is a team that normally gets pretty fired up for bowl games and – this isn't a surprise to be going to Shreveport. They knew they were going to Shreveport. And under a touchdown, I like it. So I'm with Brad. I can't believe you haven't mentioned your boy Bailey Zappi. <sighs> Total under 72. It's like 67 and a half. Yeah. Is there any way possible that a Western Kentucky game stays under 70? <laughs> 68 and a half now. I mean, Boca Raton has played... Is that at FAU's home field? Where is that so. play yeah, at? I think it's at FAU's field. Yeah. Weather's going to be nice. Yeah, I don't know. I haven't pl- I haven't touched that game. They got spanked by UTS. They didn't get it. They put up a bunch of points. Yeah. Let's talk about the total. Maybe. I mean, maybe you can intrigue me on that Final one. Final was 41-49. I just get they, Yeah, they, they, got, they got late points in that. Yeah, yeah, they have not. One of their best receivers did go into the portal, uh, Western Kentucky, but yeah. Can, can you tell who the best receiver is? I mean, they all seem to be. <laughs> <laughs> well, their best receiver is uh, the guy who went to uh, was the college teammate of of Zappy. Right. Uh, he's the, still there, right? The previous stop, Houston Baptist. So yeah. yeah, Stearns. Yeah, he's still there. So that's all they need. Um. So tonight, a victory. For so the you Rams. don't feel strongly about your boy Zappy? I, I don't. Okay. Maybe you could convince me. No. Go over sixty. You've been stands in for Bailey Zappy. I have all year. So I if have. you're not feeling it, then I'm not feeling it. I got it. Maybe I'll, I'll do a little deeper dive this week. Yeah, I mean, you got your boy, my guy, neutral field as a dog, and his last opportunity to shine. Yeah, wouldn't that be a way to go out? That would be a great West way to Kentucky go. Kentucky money line. I mean, I don't trust their defense, but by the way, Oregon now, uh, Oregon State, just one other spot popping a seven and a half. So if you like, uh, if you're with, if you're with uh, Brad, who said his favorite bet of the group. Coming up here this weekend would be Oregon State land seven. And he thinks they're motivated. I think they are too. I think this is a team. You're going to SoFi Stadium. Haven't played in a bowl in a long time. Uh, you've got a young coach. He's not going anywhere. Jonathan Smith. What so. do you think of Toledo? Toledo finished the year strong. They did. Playing really good. Big old number. Yeah. Down in the Bahamas. I don't know if I like ten and a half. I yeah. might. <clears throat> I might put it with something. I do have UTEP, as I mentioned before, so we'll see. I, I don't, if Hayner plays, I'm not going to feel great, but if he doesn't play, I'm going to feel pretty good catching. First of all, NIU is a good football team. No, no, UTEP and Fresno. I mean, oh, I don't know anything about UTEP. Yeah. That's under 7-5. Yeah. Uh, I like NIU to potentially win outright. 
against. I don't Coastal? think Coastal's that good this year. They're not. They're not as good. Yeah, I like you. You know, you will be in this game. All right, one hundred percent. You agree? Disagree with? I agree. I agree. We shouldn't yeah. be agreeing too much. We got our competition coming up. Don't worry about that. I know the games that I already. I know what's going to happen, game. and you don't. Every game. I know, but it, at the it's the cumulative you, score. I'm sorry. So you know what's going to happen, and I don't. Yeah, in a couple games, and you're on the wrong side. Oh, okay. And I won't tell you that after you turn your your, your thing in. You can see 10 of my picks in our bowl betting guide. Yeah, I see that. By the way, go get the bowl betting guide. You should. Yeah. My bet, my my picks. Were, I got it today. So I'll, I rifle, morning, I'll rifle through them. Right now. I have some morning devotion reading material now. Got Marshall as a dog against Lafayette. Took the points? Yep. Plus five and a half. That's a chicken. Drive me crazy. Yeah. Army minus three and a half. Got UCF plus seven and a half. North Texas. That's not a good pick. Uh, That number is down to six now, but yeah, sure. Um, I mean, it's almost as good as picking Michigan State on the money line against Ohio State. Um, Western Michigan minus three. Dream big. I don't dream at all. Yeah, well, yeah. You, you lost money that day. Air Maybe Force, Maryland, Tennessee, Wisconsin, and then Washington State. My ten selections there in the bowl betting guide. Um, so apparently there's an argument going on behind the scenes here. I don't know how it uh, came to fruition. Oh, before we get to that, yeah, okay. What do you got? Iowa State's now favored over Clemson. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Just want to let everyone know that. Now, part of me wants to bet Iowa State. I'm, I'm going Clemson. I think I might go Clemson. The last time, so here's what's Iowa State may not score. Here's what's holding me back off Iowa State is they've been in this bowl game. It was two years ago. They got absolutely destroyed by Notre Dame. Yeah, Iowa State, and they look like they had their feet in cement. Yeah, I think they're a fade anytime they're outside of the Big 12. Just, I mean, Clemson, I, I think it, it almost feels like, Sean, and, and look, one of the sharpest books, if not the sharpest book in Las Vegas, maybe the world, here in Circa, they've got a two. I mean, it's Iowa State up to two. Uh, I'm just going to tell you this. There will be a 30 for 30 someday about how it all fell down at Clemson. Clemson went from a win total of 11.5 to they are underdogs in a bowl game against Jeez Iowa State yeah. in the same season. <laughs> well, they might win it, though. So Somebody you know called it, though. You did? Yep. You absolutely did. All right, now back to this little yeah. adolescent argument that's Yeah, going I don't know. Apparently they're, they're between arguing. Our production crew. So the production crew said, if you're a sports fan, can you have a jersey customized with your last name on the back? For someone whose jersey has been sold in uh, team stores, that would be not me. That would be you. What say you? 100% you can. Why? Because I feel like fandom is about supporting the team. And as a player, when you look in the stands, I can't see the back of the jersey anyway. So if you have the number 10 on at a Bucks game, I'm just going to presume that it says King on it anyway. And that's a benefiting <laughs> factor for the team you're rooting for. Now, my pet peeve is, and I wish they would kick people out of stadiums, I don't think you should be allowed to go to a game and wear a jersey of a team that's not actually playing. Oh, that's drives me. Now, I fall out with a lot of guys in Tampa because they want to go to the Bucks games and, like, 
they're cowboy fans. They're with a damn cowboy jersey on or uh, a Giants. We're like, hey, man, sit at home. I go to a cowboy bar. But if you go to a game to watch it live, it should be mandatory that you have on a jersey of one of the teams playing or you're not allowed to wear a jersey. I do not disagree. It is bizarre when you go to a sporting event between two teams and you're wearing a jersey of another team. Yeah, that's the crazy thing. I don't understand that. To answer your question, yes, you absolutely as a fan should be able to have a custom-made jersey of the team you root for with your name on the back. I'm all for that. Just don't go to the game with a jersey of a team that's not actually playing in that particular game. That's so lame to me. Ah. Just, just get a jersey of Sean King. Like, what? You don't need to put your own name on that. Just, just get the guy who actually played for the team. It's a nightcap here on VC. This is the nightcap on VSN, the sports betting network. The College Bowl season starts this Friday. VEASAN has got you covered with our all-new bowl betting guide. Get matchup analysis on every bowl game, including insights, trends, data, and predictions to help you make your best bets. Whether you're betting on every game, playing contests, or just want to find a few key spots, VEASAN College Football Betting Guide can help you get an edge. Get your digital copy today for only $19.99. Head over to vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray as the Rams get a nice 30-23 to win over the Cardinals tonight. With that win, or I should say with that loss, the Cardinals drop from first to third in the NFC. Packers now currently the top spot. Buccaneers sitting there in second. Um, this seeding competition, yeah. race, it's going to be fascinating down the stretch because it's so viable. It's so important. Yep. I mean, it's just so important. When you look at, although Arizona's probably thinking that it's not that important because they're only 500 at home. Right. They're undefeated <laughs> on the road. But think about this. Tampa and Green Bay have not lost at home yet. So how much of an advantage, especially for two teams that are still banged up. Think about Green Bay. Well, like four backup offensive linemen playing. Bakhtiari might be back this week. So uh, Jair Alexander coming it's back. It's gonna be a fascinating, fascinating stretch run from a seeding standpoint. Well, think about it this way too, Sean. We've talked about the Tampa schedule and how manageable it is, and it would be surprising based on the odds if Tampa lost any game. I mean, they're an eleven point favorite this weekend against the Saints. I know historically they've they've struggled against the Saints. They lost to them already this year. Then they've got the Panthers on the road. Who the hell knows what they're doing at quarterback? Then they're at the Jets, and you're home to the Panthers. You're a double-digit favorite in three of those, and you're a touchdown favorite in all four. And seeding matters. Like yeah. Seeding matters well, and there's a only lot. One, and, and I would say this, Sean. If there were two buys that, like normal, right. I would say it's not that big a deal. The difference between the second seed and the third seed right now in the NFC is the difference between playing Washington and or San Francisco. Yeah. I don't want to play San Francisco. I'd much rather play Washington yeah, than I would San absolutely. Francisco. Or one of those other six and seven teams. And if you're Dallas, 
and you're sitting with the fourth best record, the last thing you want is the Rams in the first round of the NFC playoffs. Who so would you rather play? If you're the 40, if you're the Cowboys, would you rather play the Rams or the Niners? Probably the Rams. Yeah, me too. But what I'd like to really do is get up to two and play Washington. Ain't, ain't happening. <laughs> well, it, it's ironic. They're only one loss behind. Yeah, that's true. You know, they're nine and four. The three teams above them are ten and three. Um, so it's still conceivable. But with all the injuries that the Packers have, and with this toe situation for Aaron Rodgers, in addition to home field, obviously, I think that buy would be so advantageous to Green Bay and Tampa. I mean, Tampa's old and they're banged up too. Yeah, think about. That group getting an extra week of rest. I mean, right now, once again, to reiterate, Tampa, the remaining schedule is tissue paper. I mean, it is a Don't jinx cake. us. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, don't jinx us. You're you're a touchdown favorite in every yeah, game. Yeah, and you're, and you're, a, you're, you're a touchdown jinx, so don't jinx us. You don't play for them anymore. You bet against them this week, too. I did not. I took the other team in the points. I didn't take Buffalo Moneyline. And who's the number one advocate for if you like an underdog to bet them on the money line? I always do that. I didn't do it because I wanted Tampa to win. Just by still, it's still, it's, not it's more still than placing four. a bet against the Tampa Bay Bucks. But uh, it, it's not betting against them. I didn't want them to lose. A betting against them would have been Buffalo money line, which meant that the only way I could win is if my favorite all-time beloved Tampa Bay Buccaneers lose outright. Taking Buffalo plus a three and a half, I had the perfect scenario. Tampa was up 27-24. Perfect scenario. Even when the game was tied and we went to overtime, if somebody, anybody, I mean, you guys have 11 defensive players on the field, Buffalo. How in the world does a guy on a crossing route at three yards catch a ball and you can't find any of the 11 players? If they just toggle pyramid and Tampa Bay wins 30-27, to I cash. Did you place a bet on the Buccaneers-Bills game? Yes. Who was the bet on? The Bills plus three and a half. Okay, thank you. I rest my case. 49 is so terrible. <laughs> they got the replay yeah, out right. As the, the replay is being shown. <laughs> like, watch this. Like, how in the world 11 guys on Come the Come on, field Edmonds! Is no one. Ah! Like, this is just unbelievable. Yeah. All right. Uh, so, you bet against the Bucs. Um, so... <sighs> Yeah, I think it's gonna be interesting to see how it. Uh, By the way, Brady's out. pretty good, yeah. and he's starting to scramble more. And he's yeah, he's kind of an MVP. Um, what is he right now? What are those odds? I think he's minus like one. Oh, minus. Wow. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And we didn't want him at, at, at eight what to was one. Eight to one. Yes. Uh, but don't worry, we still put money down <sighs> on Aiden Hutchinson at twenty to one. Well, finish second. Finish second. <sighs> um. Super Bowl's coming to Vegas. 2024. I saw that. How about the West Coast bias all of a sudden? Yeah. L.A., Phoenix, Vegas. Yep. Wow. A little, little triangle. Uh, I think I saw Arash Markazi uh, my, tweet that picture out. My yeah. East Coast peeps are going to start protesting. Well, remember, New Orleans was awarded the Super Bowl in 2024, and it fell during Mardi Gras. So they asked to push back a yeah. year. So they're going to have it in 2025, mm-hmm. leaving it available in 2024. I mean, think about where we have come, how far we have come. Mm-hmm. It was not that long ago 
it was, what, 10 years ago that Tony Romo wasn't allowed to come, what, speak at a fantasy football convention in Las Vegas? (laughs) And now there is a franchise in Las Vegas. The NFL draft will be in Las Vegas. How many years? That, no. That was not four years ago. Because he was he was he was a player when he was supposed to do that thought six years ago still but not that long ago it's ridiculous it and is. I love it and and this town I think this town might be a little bit geeked up for a Super Bowl so you got the draft this week or this year which will be crazy uh, the Pro Bowl if it happens is here I'm working on announcing the Bucks second round pick too yeah yeah. So if that happens, I'll probably get some tickets. So I'll probably bring Aaron. Thank you. You'd be too tall to sit in the front. People can't see behind you. I don't know why I do this show and put up with you every day. <laughs> you got to think about if that happens. You got to we got to like workshop what you're gonna do to troll the fans. Oh, all of that. Yeah, yeah we got to work. We out. have time. What's I mean, the draft? Uh, May, April. Uh, last week of April. Yeah, we got plenty of time. Plenty of time. And maybe you're announcing it for the defending, the back-to-back Ooh. Super Bowl champions. Yeah. You got to you gotta wear your VEASAN. You got to wear a VEASAN shirt. Yeah, that'll, that be, yeah, that'll be interesting. You got a VEASAN hat on. Yeah. You have to doll you up. I mean, when boxers do that, they get paid. So, Not I mean, some, yeah, we can work out. I think you get paid by this company. I think you have a salary. That's above and beyond. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. That would be fun. Because the Bucks are going to want me to be in, you know, Buck-centric stuff. So, I mean, to go against the grain. And I, hey, money talks. The company you work for. And with. For promoting. How many teams are in the NFL? 32. 32. And with the 64th pick. I'm going to go ahead and speak it into existence. Then the Bucks are going to repeat. Yeah. So then it'll be 64th pick. They drafted Kyle Trask last year. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't love that pick, but we won't find out if that was a good pick or not until three, four years from now. Because Brady's playing until he's 100. It looks like it. <laughs> he's going to win MVP at 44. I mean, think about that. Right now, though, would you make a bet on anyone else? I mean, Rodgers played great last yeah, night. Yeah, Rodgers is, is a threat. Rodgers last night, 29 of 37, four touchdowns. He's a threat. I mean, he's playing at an all-time high level. I love Robert Quinn. And he figures out how to stay, like, in the news. Like, now his toe is like, oh, my gosh. Like, he brought, like the funny thing was, in the post-game interview, he actually brought the toe up. It wasn't even a question that was asked. Like, he's not stupid at all. He knows how to hit the right pressure points to keep the narrative about Aaron Rodgers. I don't know. I'm not mad. So Rodgers is plus 550. Brady's minus 150 at BetMGM to win MVP. But again, all it takes is a great Rodgers game and a subpar Brady game, and they can flip. Well, I, I think the question is, with the schedule that Tampa Bay has and the schedule that Green Bay has, I think if Green Bay runs the table, Rodgers has a good chance to win MVP. Yeah. But I don't think they will. I think they'll falter some point. Yeah, they got a tough schedule. At Baltimore, Minnesota... I know they end the season at Detroit. What's the fourth game? They have the Browns. The Browns, uh, On Christmas Day at home. They're at Baltimore this week. Big survivor implications for that one. Yes, indeed. Everyone's surviving this weekend, though. Congrats to the 23. 
All right, we'll wrap things up on the other side as the nightcap here on Visa. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And guess what? So are we. Just in case you forgot, I'm Tori Deal. I'm a six-time finalist and a Challenge champion. And I'm Anissa Ferrer, and I've been gracing your screens for the last two decades. I am a veteran challenger and Challenge All-Star. And speaking of All-Stars, All-Stars 4 is finally here. I'm going to be honest. I literally thought this day was never going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one all-star will claim the title of challenge champion. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
This is the Nightcap on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. We have a new prop tracker now available on VSIN.com to keep you up with key NFL props. Head to VSIN.com to get current odds as well as movement each week to follow the trends and find the best value track odds for mvp head coach rookie of the year and more check out a prop tracker betting splits key trends and matchup data for every game now at vsin.com it is the nightcap here on vsin alongside sean king i am tim murray gotta give a shout out to our guy dave ross dave ross might be the only person on this universe outside of maybe the people in her corner that thought Amanda yeah. Nunez was going to lose. I got a bone to pick with uh, Bill AD, too. Why? Yeah, because finish what you were saying. Well, saying. Dave, on, on these airwaves, on his show, said Juliana Pena is a live dog, and she wins in the second round via submission against what seemed to be the unbeatable one, Amanda Nunez. Right, and, and Bill tweets out that Dave told him and Derek, and they just didn't bet it. I know. So I feel like Bill said it's a party foul by Bill. Bill said that personal he, flag, personal foul, penalty flag on the play. Like Bill told me, like I could have just reached out and dropped like a hundred, yeah, and he would have got a thousand bucks. Yeah, like so, like we gotta, we gotta. We got to put Bill behind the yellow tape yeah. for a day or two. <laughs> he does. Like, that's supposed to be like a company-wide text that's, in, that's sent out. No, 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 no. I'm talking about for the guys on the nightcap. Like, that should be a group text to me, you, Aaron. Listen, he said people, it, he said people it on the, like the underdog in the Nunez fight. He said it on the air. Dave did. And you, of all people, can never ask for texts to come home. Mr. Oh, I've got this six-leg hockey parlay that uh, has got the first five legs home. I didn't have time to text you and let you know about it. You are Captain Party Foul. So, shout out to Dave. Hopefully, he cashed a nice ticket. Then, I texted him and uh, asked him about the uh, the main event, Oliveira against Poirier. And he said, Oliveira, boom, another dog. Well done, a lot Dave. of people thought that. Okay. Yeah. Oliveira's a dude. Did you did you bet it? You know, I don't really bet combat sports. You know, so just, you're just trying to take the shine away from one of our own. No, D. Ross deserves a lot of credit. Absolutely. I mean, <laughs> I didn't get any texts about and you got, you you got know, a, the underdog in the Nunez fight, but that's okay. But I, I generally don't wager on combat sports because of the inconsistency of the judging. You don't need judging when you submit. Something. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and if I got a call that a, a live underdog was in like a big fight, then of course I put a little bit on the underdog, but just normally. Because first of all, I think the the odds are ridiculous. Like Nunez was minus like I think 800, 900 
And but yeah. the other girl was only like what was plus six sixty something like that. Yeah, Nunez, my bad. Nunez was minus eleven hundred, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, she got pretty high towards right. the end. And yeah. the, but, but the opposite side of that is plus six sixty. Think about how many people like that should at least be plus eight fifty, plus nine hundred for a minus eleven hundred favorite. Think about how many people out there probably threw in Amanda Nunez into some dumb money line parlay. Well, I'll just throw this in there. It'll definitely hit. I mean, there's no doubt that that blew up. There was a, a better at DraftKings Sports, and uh, I don't know if it was Ben Fox or one of those. Somebody somebody tweeted it out. Uh, a better put 318000 on Nunez to win 348000 So they bet three eighteen to win thirty. Yep. And Nice investment. Yeah, they could have sent that to Aaron. See if he could bribe some people to come to the Maryland – Home men's basketball game. Shout out to Maryland. Beat Florida over the weekend. Yeah, shout out. Terps. Yeah. Good win for Danny Manning. Florida also lost to, uh, was it? I don't know. Texas Southern or something the week before. I don't know what's going on with Mike White, but they're not happy in Gainesville. Um, Baylor, new number one team in the country. Shout out to. Uh, Surprising. You agree with that? Uh, right now? They shut out somebody. Who they? Was it Villanova? Oh, they. Uh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Uh, just destroyed them. Uh, this is all happening because we took we took a week and a half off. We're back though. I think we play tomorrow, if I'm not mistaken. Tulane? <laughs> you wish. South Florida? Come on, man. Duke. Oh. Duke. Because oh. you went there? We're favored by 36 and a half, by the way. Did you beat Ohio State or did you lose? Uh, shout out to Jim Root again, who uh anytime Jim Root's on the nightcap, you guys should <laughs> listen. He had a tremendous weekend. He gave us his three top plays. In college basketball, he loved Arizona at Illinois. Arizona won outright. He loved Wyoming. Mm-hmm. That was home. his favorite play, yep. Uh, they covered, and he also loved Seton Hall on Sunday, playing a Rutgers team coming off of that big upset versus, at the time, number one ranked Purdue, and Seton Hall came through with a cover. So we like to give credit where credit is due. I mean, Jim give Root. me some credit for that one. I'm the one who brought it up. He just we it wasn't even a number. Well, you get to talk for three hours. Yeah. So you well, kind of credit you, your, just, you, never, you credit yourself enough oh, that you don't need any oh. outside. Credit. I don't give myself nicknames like Puckstradamus. I earned that. I didn't give it. Yeah, my parlay prowess created Puckstradamus. You see the play on the peas. Yeah. Made it up for yourself. No, you like that. My parlay prowess. No, no wonder you're created okay. Puck no wonder you're okay you with see people the play on having the personalized jerseys so you missed with it their all. own name. You missed it all. My parlay prowess created Puckstradamus. Yeah. You see the play yeah, see on the peas. Yes, alliteration. Right. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Uh, Rams win next thirty to genius. <laughs> I know. I, I. By the way, what happened to the Blackhawks game today? It got postponed. We didn't have any hockey. No games on the slate. But tomorrow, hmm, I got to wait till the morning skates so I can see, make sure I know who the goalie's going to be and stuff. But I got a couple plays I love tomorrow. I'll There's send some them tea to tomorrow, too. I'm going to try, man. Rule, moral of the story. Don't eat cream spinach. Don't eat leftover cream spinach. <laughs> did, you, did you refrigerate it? Yeah. Did you like, like the, the cheese Come like, on, not curdle up? Yeah. I don't know. Come on, man. I, I, I love cream spinach. I've, I've never too. had a... a, a, a a rough patch of cream spinach. I was laying in the bed, and I was like, baby, something don't feel right. I think the cream spinach, <laughs> did you put something in it? One of the kids, is this like play a joke on your husband, play a joke on dad at night? 
I was like, whoa. Then me and the porcelain god had a little 10, 15-minute session. And here I am with a yeah. husky voice. <laughs> Powering through. 30-23 to 23 the final tonight. Rams beat the Cardinals as three-and-a-half-point underdogs. Uh, no Jalen Ramsey, but they get it done. Uh, Matthew Stafford able to put up some decent numbers. Uh, Odell Beckham scored the game's first touchdown. Stafford, 23 of 30, three touchdowns, 287 yards. Kyler Murray ends up with 383 through the air, but no touchdowns, two picks. He rushed for 61 yards. Sony Michelle, 79 yards on the ground. Cooper Cup, Odell Beckham, uh, Van Jefferson all score a touchdown in the victory for the Rams. And uh, James Conner finds the end zone a couple of times for the Cardinals. Really important uh, win for the Rams now, as you see, just a game back of the Cardinals in the division. Cardinals do only have one loss in the division, so they've really got the leg up. If they win uh, their final game, they'll have the tiebreak over the Rams because they've split the season series. But this loss, as we talked about quite a bit, very significant to the Cardinals because they are now not only the not number number one seed anymore, they're now the number three seed, Sean, in yeah. the NFC. I want you to do something for me tonight. Uh, come up with your six best bowl game plays versus the spread. Talked about the NFL game. And I know. I, but I was thinking about some right now money. Come up with your six best well, you can get plays the, over the bowl you can game. Get the bowl betting guide. I've got ten plays in there. Yeah, but you're just, like I said, think about it tonight and come up with your six best. Okay. Yeah. And let's put a little package together and see if we can get to the window. All right. I mean, I've got yeah. plenty of bets already. Yeah, I've bet. I mean, I like to bet them a little earlier than you do. So yeah, I've got but some I mean, numbers. again, you've never coached or played in a bowl game. I have, so that's why I wait. A lot, of, a lot changes over the Christmas holiday. Guys can become ineligible. Guys can fail a drug test. Guys can opt for the draft. Guys can go in the transfer portal. Coaches can leave. This is my first rodeo. No, not yeah, at I've all. Been betting the bowl season for a long Absolutely. time. Absolutely. So, but this is the first time with this transfer portal, free agency. That's Actually, what they need to call it. Portal's been around. Yeah, no, not to where you don't have to sit, and not where you can. Last year, go within conference and all, but it was COVID. Yeah, I know. But last year, yeah. so it's the second year. They very rarely played bowl games last year because of the COVID. Love you. Go get some tea. Yeah, thanks for putting up with me and my voice today. That's Sean King. I'm Tim Murray. Thanks to Dwayne Colucci. Thanks to Brad Powers. Thanks to Aaron Oster, our producer. We will be back tomorrow. Scott Seidenberg up next right here on Peace. MTV's official Challenge podcast is back for another season. And so are we. I'm Tori Deal. And I'm Anissa Ferreira. The wait is over, guys. All Stars 4 is finally here. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, and ex-lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of $300,000. And we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. Listen to MTV's official challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. 
I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take D.C. on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.